I have got some ghost stories for you. I come home from the gym and the chairs are all stacked upside down. I'm like a very intricate stack. There was a werewolf on our porch swing holding one of our kittens. The pen was all busted open and there is blood everywhere. There's like somebody standing in the middle of the bed with their finger pushing straight up on the canopy like a tent pole. But there's nothing there and I laid in bed like a little kid. I pulled the covers up over my eyes. <laughs> this little boy told paranormal investigators apparently my grandfather came back from the dead to harass a toddler. <laughs> so that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fist. And I'm Rebecca Black. And welcome to the top 10 Haunted AF stories of 2022. Woo! I can't believe we got here. It's crazy. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, hold on. What kind of weak-ass porn did you hear? Take take that one. Take the green one. Um, so as you can tell, we've already been drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's t- New Year's, baby. It's New Year's. Woo! Why wouldn't we celebrate? While you take a big old gulp, I'm going to go ahead and say this. This is our biggest time of the year, y'all. It absolutely is. And uh, we're going to count down some of our favorite stories from the past year. And we tried something different this year. Why are you laughing already? <laughs> Just because you're... Because I'm already drunk. <laughs> yeah, because you're, uh, you're sign, you're My party hat's on crooked already. Thank you. It's not a sign. What is it called? It's a party hat. It's a party hat. <laughs> I'm like, party hats. Okay. Uh, so this year we tried something different we actually told you guys to reach out to us and you tell us your favorite stories and we were going to use your voices on the podcast to do the countdown yes so i'm curious how many submissions did we get miss julie we got a big fat zero rebecca we got none wow i'm a little pissed about that in no way do i feel loved <laughs> by our haunted af family why well, do y'all hate us <laughs> yeah it's like and we said here's your chance to be on the podcast but i think the reality is everybody is it's swamped busy. right now yeah for as soon as you walked in the door we both immediately were bitching about how busy we've yeah. been so that's the reality that's Fine. what i'm that's what i'm gonna tell myself excuses that's, yeah why you guys didn't send your audio but That's i cool. would for next year let's plan on that right you know? like if we can go ahead and get that ball rolling like today then maybe by 2023 we'll have a few people that'll chime in despite that i have to say it's been so much fun because we've been going back through and listening to all mm-hmm. literally every single episode from this past season and having that moment of like damn this is a good podcast right like we're amazing if this wasn't my podcast i would listen to it same which that kind of says a lot and but the reality is it's not us it's you guys the stories that have come in are so well, fantastic and you know what that was kind of the whole point of even starting this podcast it wasn't supposed to be about us mm-hmm. like we're just along for the ride like everybody else is we're just the ones that get to be behind the mic right right and even listening to the intro because like the intro usually what we do when we build the intro each year we take some you know clips from all of the best stories from mm-hmm. the year prior and listening back to it i'm like damn those were great stories right? from 2021 yes and i love that we both have it memorized and i like, know. we can do quotes all the way through it yes that's how much we love you and your ghost stories. And I'm feeling like Audrey's, I've got a ghost story from you. I feel like that has to be kind of like we have used Kathy's yeah. and that is my, yeah, I Correct. feel like we're going to have to use that moving yeah, forward. Because so, it's so great. It is great. So um, anyhow, this is the top 10. If you have friends or family members or people that you've been trying to get into the show or like trying to get, you know, 
I think we all do that. We're like, damn it, have you listened yet? And yeah. Like, no, this is a really great episode to start with. Agreed. Even though it's kind of like cheating. It is. It's totally, it's the cliff notes. It's the cliff notes. Yeah. It's all the best stories. The highlight reel. Of the, the past year. Reel. Yes. Um, but honestly, when you're listening, you're like, damn, I really liked that one too. Yep. So there's so many great ones. Uh, so, okay. We're going to start with number 10. We don't share dream stories because. Yeah. It's a dream. It is. You don't know that it's necessarily a ghost. That's the number one thing when you're like, when a ghost story happens, you're like, are you sure you weren't dreaming? But then we had these really amazing dream stories this past year. And that's how we came up with our number 10. Uh, This story comes from Megan, who says, in the first episode of this season, Julie said she has to remember who she is when she wakes up sometimes. I haven't had that experience, but my husband has. He doesn't just have to remember who he is. He has to remember that he's human and walks on two legs. What? Okay. Holy crap. I found out about two weeks after we moved in together. I started having these really vivid dreams that I was turning into a wolf. I thought it was super cool, so I told my husband about it. He was like, so what? I've been (laughs) having those dreams all my life. No way. I guess it's a lifelong thing for him to the point where he will occasionally wake up and think he walks on all fours. He has to remember that he's not a wolf. (laughs) Has she ever caught him like waking up, walking around on all fours? No, but listen to this. I was never alone in my dreams either. There was always someone else with me. His pack. I think it's the two of them. Oh my God, they're wolf people in another life. She says, do you believe in dream sharing? I don't know. I've never heard of dream sharing. I have shared a dream with a roommate before. At the same time? Where I woke up and I went into the kitchen. I said, I just dreamt we were at the weirdest party. She was like, shut up. I did too. And we started comparing notes when we were having what we thought at the time was the same dream. Right. But I've never heard of something like this where you're having this weird. That is freaking awesome. I think it's kind of romantic. Same. I'm like, oh my God, he loves you so much in werewolf times too. Yeah. So now he's going to turn you into a werewolf. It's really kind of sweet. I, I love it. Okay. So this one I actually had forgotten about. How is that possible? It's a wild story and I forgot it. It's been a wild year, it Rebecca. It has been a wild year. We had, to, <laughs> we had to forget a lot of shit to remember that anything. That is so true. So we found and shared this wild video of birds plummeting to the ground in season seven. And of course, that led to this amazing discussion that we had. Uh, we got this one from Jill. She says, hi, I heard y'all talking recently about the waterfall of birds video <gasps> yeah. where a, blo- a flock of black birds fall out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Well, one day during quarantine, I was driving around White Rock Lake and I came upon a mass of dead flat birds what it was bizarre so i took photos hope you like them oh my gosh i need to see those pictures Let me right show. now she's not kidding they're flat. flat oh wait i can't find the pictures i i've got pictures from the drag queen brunch that i went to this weekend well, that's important too damn it i pulled these damn things up where the fuck are they where are my damn flat birds rebecca <laughs> the mother damn black birds like this should be the pregame because it's so <laughs> funny <laughs> damn it you straight up went oh casey Kasem and <laughs> dead dog <laughs> and by the way i know we say this all the time if you haven't seen that video or listen to that audio you need to so here here they are look at that 
Oh my god! They're literal. They're like pulverized and like into the ground flat. Yes, it's like a flatbird tour. (laughs) (laughs) It's your tour of flatbirds. What do you think that could be? I have no idea, but thank you, Jill, for sharing that. That's amazing. What is going on at White Rock Lake? I don't know. Lady, the lake got hungry. You know what's weird, Rebecca, is I was driving on the highway the other day and I literally saw this happen where a bunch of birds like dove Nuh-uh. down and I was shaking my daughter going like, look, look at look. this. Yeah, I was like, are they smashed on the ground? <laughs> smashed so- on the ground, smashed on the ground. These poor birds all smashed on the ground. I don't know what where that came from. No, that was amazing. That's I the le- alcohol talking. That was awesome. <laughs> all right, so number eight. This one isn't scary but it's still one of my favorite stories that we've had. You might want to grab some tissues for this one. From Diana, she says, In June of 2005, my dad made the decision to enter hospice care. He had lived with advanced COPD for a very long time, and my mom, the love of his life, had passed five years earlier, just after their 45th wedding anniversary. One night, dad let us know that he wasn't along for this world, so everyone gathered at our house. We visited, laughed, shared stories, and generally had a long going away party. After that, we were all at the house 24-7 and took turns spending time with him in his room. A few days in, he started saying things like, I need to get my suit on so I can catch the train. Does Jean know I'm coming? Jean is my mom. (gasps) Then it was mostly silence. Until one day, my best friend and I were in his room just hanging out. To this day, I don't know if I would believe what we saw if there hadn't been another witness. But we both heard my dad stir and say, hi. We looked over just in time to see a huge smile spread across his face. Then he tilted his chin up and planted a sweet kiss on what we both knew could only be oh my god my mom's lips the smile returned briefly and then he went back to sleep a couple of days later he quietly slipped away oh my god hang on it's like we're both crying right now i imagine he climbed on that train with my mom and never looked back oh that is the freaking sweetest Diana. These stories get me. Oh. Like I love stories like this. Oh, that breaks uh, my heart. Oh my god, I love it. Does so it much. though? I I'm like no, to it's me, beautiful. it's such this bittersweet moment. Yes, he is passing on, but clearly his love was on the other side. Waiting for right? him. Right? I think that's something that like we yes. all hope to have. Yeah. Damn it, Julie. Every single time I yeah, listen to that, like when I read it, I cried. When I listen back to it, I cry. Right. It's ridiculous. And then when we hear it again and again and again, we cry it's every a good single one. time. So this next story is one of our first episodes of 2022, and we kicked off the year in a big way. So here's number seven. This is from Sarah. The title of the email is Ghost of the Parkway Murderer. Sarah says, Hi, ladies. I love your podcast so much. First, a bit of background. In Williamsburg, Virginia, the historic Colonial Parkway was the site of a slew of murders between 1986 and 1989. At least eight people were murdered, mostly two at a time, and the killer has never been caught. Mm. The running theory was that a local farmer used a retrofitted police cruiser to pull people over on the parkway that murdered them. There was never enough evidence to arrest him, so the case went cold. Here's My story. I lived in Williamsburg for about nine years. The neighborhood I lived in butted directly up to the parkway. As you can imagine, living in colonial Williamsburg is boring as f***. 
if you aren't a history buff. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> so as a high schooler, we learned to make our own fun. One night, me and two friends were wandering the woods between my house and the parkway. As is strangely common in Williamsburg, we found a pair of headstones dating back to colonial times. They were on a small hill that overlooked an abandoned portion of the parkway. Bored and looking to do something spooky, we did the totally normal thing and tried to commune with the dead. We got some candles and returned to begin our totally improvised seance. Yes. About 10 minutes in, my friend said, do you hear that? Nah. We froze and heard the distant sound of crunching rocks like tires on gravel. We jumped behind the gravestones and looked down at the abandoned section of Parkway. Down the hill, there was a car with a spotlight driving slowly. It looked like an old police cruiser with a window-mounted spotlight and a sheriff's emblem on the door. Even had the small bubble police light on top. There was a shape behind the wheel, but in the darkness, all I could see was a person with their hand on the spotlight. I tried to whisper to my friends, but suddenly everything stopped. The light clicked off, the sound of the tire stopped, and everything was silent again. We stood up, looked down into the parkway, and there was nothing there. No car, no person, no bright light. We looked at each other, wondered which one had just shit their pants, and then we bolted back to my house to watch One Tree Hill. I don't know what we saw, but it scared us badly. Was this the killer still cruising in his fake police car? Or is he dead? Either way, I said, F*** that noise, and I'm never going back, and sure as shit, we haven't. And again, that is from Sarah. Wow, that's a great story. Yeah. Also, One Tree Hill might be the scariest part of it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll post a link to this story about the Colonial Parkway murders. I know. So go to hauntedaf.com, and this is episode one, season seven, to find a link to those. But Is it plausible that he could still be alive? Yes, absolutely. So he could be like 80-something years old and And like still still stalking around. Around, yeah, to kill some peoples, but he wasn't there. I that's so good. So number six and our top ten stories of 2022 is all about an air mattress going all the wrong ways. <laughs> and seriously, they do. They suck. Air mattress. Why are the worse? Why, why are we still buying them? Seriously, why are we agreeing that that's okay? <laughs> This last story comes from Joe, and he calls it uh, Joe's Bedside Service. Mm. Hello, everyone. My name is Joe, and this is one of my own personal ghost stories. I've got a couple of them, actually. This is the time that I went down to Georgia. This happened about a year ago, and I was visiting a friend. They just moved into a new place, and they didn't have an extra spare bed. I could have slept on the couch, but instead they had an air mattress. And I hate air mattresses to begin with. I have a fear that I'm going to roll off of them for some reason. <laughs> because you Anyways, <laughs> while I'm sleeping on this air mattress, I feel something like sit at the foot of the bed. If I was laying on my back, it would have been at the bottom left of the bed. And I had kicked my feet when I felt it and sat straight up and nothing there. So I was like, okay, that was really weird. So I go back to sleep, but I make sure to put my feet on the corner of that bed so nothing can sit there again. So mm-hmm. I fall back asleep. About 15 minutes later, I'm guessing, I feel something sit down at the other side of the foot of the bed, so the bottom right of the bed, at which point I start kicking and I see nothing and just like kind of freaked out. I was like, okay, this is so freaking weird. So I go back to sleep again. This time I put one foot over on the left side, one foot over on the right side, and it's like nothing is going to sit on the corners of these beds. And I've got my arm over in one corner and I've got like pillows and blankets in the other corner. (laughs) And 20, 30 minutes-ish, something like that later, I feel something crawl into the bed with me, and it starts to spoon me. At which point, 
I completely jumped out of the bed through the covers and turned around. There is absolutely nothing there. But I swear, I felt something all three times. Slept with the lights on for the rest of the night and nothing happened the rest of the night. Asked her if she had any issues with ghosts around there and she said she hasn't. But that is my own personal ghost story. My goodness, Joe. He just wanted a snuggle. <laughs> how Pop many, goes the weasel. Hold on, how many drinks did you have before I got here? None. This is like, I, I had that tiny bit of bourbon and now I'm drinking this wine. So, okay. All right. Where am I? The haunted hotels. We love them. Sorry, y'all. We do. We just love them. They're great. Uh, which is why this story ended up at number five. It's about a trip to the Outer Banks that got incredibly spooky. Uh, so the title of this email is The Old Man and the Key. Instead of the C? Okay. okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My name is Heidi, and I'm a total weenie about paranormal stuff. Last year, I took the leap and bravely started binging you gals. Yay! <laughs> and I haven't missed an episode since. I love that it's bravery to listen to our podcast. Uh, hey, we'll take it. So my husband is from North Carolina near the Outer Banks, which is my favorite place in the world. We planned a short trip and stayed at an older oceanfront hotel called the Blue Heron. It's a musty, outdated place with decades of sand in the carpet but the price was right when i was checking in i made small talk with the lady in the office and learned that she was the owner's daughter her parents bought the hotel in the 1950s and her father had built the additions he had passed away but she and her mother lived there still and ran the hotel we spent that day on the beach and turned in early because the sun and ocean will take it out of you mm-hmm. at midnight i jolted awake from a dead sleep and saw a tall slender man walk right past me on my side of the bed i was so startled that i instinctively Instinctively threw my arm up and tried to shield myself with a blanket. <laughs> He's coming after you. Yeah. Well, my young kids were in the bed next to us, so I didn't want to startle them. So I just laid there awake for hours. I finally fell back to sleep with the help of two Tylenol PMs. We had to check out the next morning, but noticed one of the two room keys was missing. They were actual metal keys with a big plastic tag attached. Mm-hmm. This place is old. We tore that room apart looking for that key. Even pulled the dresser away from the walls and took the mattresses off the bed. We Dang. finally gave well, you know, they charge you for yeah. those damn things. We finally gave up and put everything back in its place. And I explained the missing key to the owner's daughter. She was really sweet about it and said, don't worry, they always turn up. Before heading off, my daughter said she couldn't find her sunglasses. So I ran back into the room to see if they were left behind. I scanned the room and my eyes stopped on the dresser. Yep, the same dresser we had yeeted away from the wall just 15 minutes before. On that dresser set the freaking room of key. Of course. No one had gone in after we left. My hubby assured me he hadn't put it there. Dumbfounded, I walked the key back to the office and said, you won't believe this. But the lady at the desk said, I told you, they always turn up. <laughs> I turned to leave and saw a framed photo near the door. It was him, the lanky older fellow who had startled me the night before. <gasps> It was an old family picture of the daughter with her parents on the beach. Well, I got in the car and didn't want to say anything in front of the kids. Sure. Instead, I typed it out on my phone and handed it to my husband. He read it, then with wide eyes said, we'll talk later. No! After the kids fell asleep in the car, he told me that he had sprung awake around 3 a.m. and saw an old man standing at the end of our bed. So that's my story about the old man and the key. Hugs to you girls. If I die first, I'm coming to haunt y'all. Yeah. <laughs> that's your friend in northern Michigan, Heidi. Oh, my gosh. What Thank a great you. story, Heidi. I love it. 
So that hotel is still open, but when we did a little research, we found out that it's under new management. No! I know, which means they left, and Dad is still there. Sad! I know, we need to, actually, that needs to be something we do in Season 9, is reaching out to find out if there's still activity at the hotel. I would love to know, I would love to know. Oh! So we met a new friend in Season 8. Diane, and she had so many great stories that I almost wanted to call bullshit on them. <laughs> like, the, too much. But they were so amazing. In fact, two of her stories have tied what? for number four. That's right. Love it. Uh, this one's from Diane. In college, I dated Todd. He was nice at first. Lots of love bombing while slowly kicking the chair out from underneath me. Ooh. He was a strange guy who turned out to be violent and abusive. He even slut-shamed me for not being a virgin when we met. Todd was a very jealous man, though I gave him no reason to be. He'd say things like he had me followed from school or work. And Ew. then I'd better not look at another man. He told me that he'd kill me and put my body in a vat of acid so no one would ever find me. Um, he was a power lifter. It may have been on unsta- steroids though he denied it probably eventually i got the courage to break up with him man it was liberating girl good job getting away from that because that sounds horrible yeah i hope todd's dead honestly funny you should say that (laughs) well todd's best friend jim and i grew closer after the breakup oh dang todd was pissed and he felt betrayed and then got angry and bitter when we got married Ooh, yep So over the years after that, Todd would call out of the blue and say things like, I see you're getting fat. Man, he's just a prince. (laughs) I know, I hate this guy. There was no caller ID back then, so if the phone rang, you actually had to pick it up and talk. Um, It affected me at first, but after a while, I was over it and him. Eventually, we stopped hearing from him, and he dropped off the map, which was great. Jim and I later divorced, but remain extremely close friends and even live together now. Many years later, social media happened. Jim and I decided to look up Todd to see what had happened to him. Well, he didn't have any social media accounts at all, which was weird. I decided to Google him, and that's when I found his obituary. I was stunned, but confirmed it with Jim that the name and birth date were correct. We even checked findagrave.com to confirm it. For the first time in decades, I actually felt like I could breathe again. So one night last year, Jim and I were sitting in the living room watching TV when the phone rang. I have a phone service that goes through my cable company, so whenever someone calls, their name and number pop up on my TV screen. Todd's full name and 30-year-old phone number popped up. No! Freaking way. Actual f***. That's what (gasps) she writes, yes. My heart stopped. I couldn't breathe, and my body was tingling from the top of my head down to the tips of my toes. Jim and I looked at each other, then back at the TV as the phone continued to ring. We both said, are you seeing this? Is this actually happening? (gasps) So my phone was in the bedroom, but I was too scared to move. I didn't want to answer it or talk to whatever was on the line anyhow. We tried to continue the night as normal, but couldn't stop thinking about what happened and how weird (gasps) it was. No. The next morning, Jim called the funeral home where Todd's funeral was held and confirmed it did occur and that he was in the grave. Yeah. Jim also called the number that had popped up on the screen the next day and got a recording that said that that number was no longer in service. What the frick? So who or what called that night? Todd did. That dickhole called from beyond. (laughs) (laughs) And what did he want to say? Exactly. He wanted to call you fat. You should have answered that phone and said, you have a tiny dick and then hung up. (laughs) 
<laughs> she says, I hope I never find out. <gasps> oh, I hope so too, Diane. That is such a good <laughs> story. <laughs> I, I am blown away, Diane. I wrote her back. I was like, are you me are you for real with this and she's like i am absolutely for real and she sent some proof she sent pictures of the gravestone yeah so pontedaf.com this is episode six season eight so go and look for everything that diane Ooh, said yes so diane's second story is my ex-husband used to be a skip tracer for a major credit card company he'd call around a neighbor's relatives and employers and exes to find a customer who had skipped out of their bill so he had been trying to contact one customer Customer in Milwaukee to no avail. So he called the customer's neighbor for information. The neighbor he reached was practically hysterical when she answered. She said that her neighbor was crazy and that she was terrified of him. She said that he had just gotten into a fight or something and chased his boyfriend naked down the street. Even worse, the cops didn't do anything about it. She said she kept trying to tell the police that there was something wrong with this guy, but they ignored her pleas to arrest him. The customer who had skipped out on his bill, his name was Jeffrey Dahmer. No freaking way. And the product that he had stopped paying for on his credit card, it was a refrigerator freezer. <laughs> <laughs> I need a shower. That is amazing. That, oh my God. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember the legend of Bandage Man? I do. That I was know. so weird. We had never so, heard of Bandage Man. Bandage Man. Yes. Bandage Man. <laughs> God, why is that not a movie? I would watch Bandage Man. I would too. But oh. I really wanted to be a guy just covered in a bunch of latex. Like, Band-Aids? Band-Aids. Yeah, maybe a little blood's coming through the center section. Yes. Just in a couple of random spots. Okay, so that leads us to number three on our top ten. Okay, so we also got a ton of stories. So happy about this. About weird shit y'all have seen on the side of the road. So this first one comes from Tiffany. Okay, here is my weird stuff you see on the side of the highway story. Technically, it wasn't a highway because we live out in the middle of nowhere in Mississippi. But me and my husband were driving down the road one day, and we was coming up on these railroad tracks, and we seen this full-on ninja, like black outfit with just a slit for his eyes, a big old sword on his back. The weirdest part, though, is he was carrying a chihuahua. I don't get it to this day. I don't know where he was from, what he was doing, but that's my story. (laughs) Ninja carrying a A chihuahua. Chihuahua. That's like a lesser-known Marvel character. I was going to say, I need to see that movie. What the actual hell? Uh, Oh, that's fantastic. We also got this from Angela. So she sends us lots of stuff. She's our friend who works with exotic animals and insects. She has like the hissing cockroaches and lizards in jars. She's wonderful. So she posted something on her own social media just asking, tell me about the crazy stuff that you've seen on the road. And here are the things that people posted. A balloon hat that was twisted into the shape of a penis. A boat (laughs) on the ground. On the side of I-75. Not a dinghy, but a big fuck. Uh, I saw a girl being pulled over and about 15 state troopers walking towards her with their guns drawn. I've seen that before, too. Uh, Somebody says, a small herd of bison that was running towards me. Yikes. Mm -hmm. Multiple anal plugs on Cass Avenue next to someone's parked car. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Who wants to walk through that minefield? Why do you have multiples? And why are you dumping them there? Maybe it's a one-time use only. 
you think? <laughs> I don't know. I don't either. I don't own one, Rebecca. I um, don't either. I'm just asking questions. It seems like most of those things, you could just wash it in the dishwasher and use it. Okay. Again. No, I literally was having that same thought. But then do you want to wash it in the dishwasher? Like with your plates and stuff? <laughs> and there's no amount of like sanitizer or dish soap to get that off. Sorry. Uh, somebody else saw a deer with a construction vest on. And then another person <laughs> well, said adorable. they saw a dead raccoon with a get well soon balloon tied to it. <laughs> That makes me so happy. Uh, Yeah, (sighs) that might be my favorite. Uh, Also, we got this one from Amanda. You guys were asking for weird things while driving. Well, about four years ago, I was driving home in January in the middle of the day on a residential side street. This guy was driving towards me really slowly with his arm out the window. I thought it was kind of weird, so I stared at him. When I got closer, I realized that he had a parrot on his arm and was cruising slowly so the parrot could feel the wind (laughs) in his feather. (laughs) Love the podcast. You guys always make me laugh. Amanda. Oh, that's funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, are you still? <laughs> I you believe okay? I can fly. Oh. <laughs> All right. So our number two story comes from Lupita. I love this story so much. And we shared it multiple times. Even today, listening back to it, it was freaking me out. Love it. This next story, we actually shared this audio on our social medias. It's from Lupita, who mm-hmm. reached out through TikTok. Hey, ladies. I'm Lupita. I'm from Compton, California, and I'm a new listener. I came across your podcast on my TikTok for you page, which then led me to send you my own screen recording of my sleep tracking app that caught a very creepy voice as I was asleep. Um, This bedroom in this house, I've lived here all my life, has been kind of, you know, the spot. I'm the youngest of seven, and I'm positive that each of my siblings have a story to tell about that. Uh, My parents actually had experiences that started with footsteps starting at the front door, walking through our living room, and into the very short hallway where the bedrooms are right next to each other, and stopping in front of that bedroom door. And then the doorknob would jiggle, but then it would go dead silent after that. I've had my very first experience in that room. I was in seventh grade, and I used to go to sleep with the radio on, and this night I decided to leave it off up until I started hearing someone breathing behind me. I would turn on the radio, and then I turned on my TV, and every time I did something to muffle the sound of the breathing, it would get closer and closer up until it was right in my ear, and I can feel it moving the hair that was tucked behind my ear. Needless to say, I ran to my parents' room right next door, and... My dad found nothing when he came in to check. Uh, The room is very small, so there's really nowhere to hide. Before this recording took place, there was a time where I would be in bed falling asleep, and I would hear my name being called. I would hear different voices, male, female, adults. It would just call my name. But this this recording is uh, 10 times creepier than that because I was in my most vulnerable state, asleep. And... I share a room with, you know, my two daughters are 10 and 7. And clearly the voice that comes through is male. And there's no male in this in this house anymore. My brother is moved out and married. And my, my dad passed away 12 years ago. We don't sleep with the windows open. So there's no way anyone could be standing outside our window whispering sweet nothings. So I really have no explanation for the male voice. Um, it's very clear what the one part that I can make out that says the woman always flies. But what it says before and after that, um, I can't quite make out. So if you guys have any thoughts, um, if you guys can hear something that I can't, um, I would love to hear it. And then the, the listeners have any input. I would love that. 
um, there's a lot more experiences that happen in this house, but that one's the one that really gave me the chills to this day. And this was just back in August of 2021 when this happened. So tell me what you guys think. Thank you, Lapita. So uh, first, I'm going to play the audio that Lapita sent to us. There's two parts to it. Mm-hmm. There's first real-time audio, and then she slows it down a little bit. So I really am, like, legit kind of scared. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a good one. <laughs> okay. Hang on. Here we go. Okay, what I feel like, I, all I hear is woman always flies. I can't make out what he is saying before that. But it sounds like he repeats it again, uh-huh. always flies. I don't, I don't want to know. <laughs> I really don't because he, that voice sounds super creepy. Well, get ready. So Are you going to do it again? I've enhanced it. Ah. It's, it's extra loud this time. Okay, okay? so just listen carefully because, again, I cannot make this out. So yesterday I was listening to that over and over again, turned way up and I had my like hands on my headphones and my eyes closed, like really focusing on it. And I opened my eyes and my damn cat had jumped up on the desk. (laughs) It was literally like nose to nose looking at me like, what the f*** are you doing, woman? I literally. Did you scream? No, but I almost lost all (laughs) bodily functions. All right. And here it is. Our number one story. So our number one story comes from JB and Stu, who reached out about some activity that they had picked up in their townhouse. We've had them on multiple episodes, but this story is where it all started. Okay, so it's time to talk about JB. Yay! I've been talking to this man for like a week and a half. Love it. I legit have a crush on mm-hmm. JB, and I think all of you will as well by the time that this is all over with. I will okay? say he does look cute in his video. That's, he- not, that's not him in the video. Oh, that wasn't him at the table? That's his roommate. Well, okay. his roommate's cute. Yeah, now I'm glad you brought this up because there is a video. You need to go and watch it again. Uh, HauntedAF.com. Go to the Companion Blogs, Episode 8, Season 7. We shared this everywhere. Uh, this is JB's story. He's from Maryland. So I think this is all tied to my roommate as he's always had sleep paralysis. He loves going on ghost hunts and stuff and I think something attached to him and is now in my house. While I love ghost stories and videos, I like them not in my house. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. (laughs) I'm about to raise his rent to cover the additional roommate. (laughs) It started off kind of slow, like always, with tapping on the second floor walls. I was like, hey, it's right by the AC vents and water pipes. No Mm -hmm. big deal. One night, a while later, I heard what sounded like footsteps in the hallway so loud they woke me up. I shot my roommate a text. This is like 2 to 3 a.m. And I was like, keep it down, (laughs) He messaged me back saying he was at his girlfriend's house and that he would sage the house the next day. So weeks go by, nothing. I forget all about it. Then one evening, I'm super tired and stressed, trying to eat dinner at my kitchen table. Out of the corner of my eye, I keep seeing a black thing in the living room kind of darting around. I thought, I am too damn tired for this bullshit. (laughs) A couple days later, I come home from work and the TV in my bedroom is on. 
I'm like, that's really weird. Yeah. So I'm brushing my teeth before bed when my roommate texts saying, hey, we have to stage the house again. I came home to my bedroom door open and my TV on. So they both keep their bedroom doors closed because of JB's dog just okay. to keep him out of there. I said, dude, my TV was on too. So he told me to stage the house right then. I was like, dude, it's 1030 at night and I'm not doing this shit <laughs> Gotta alone. Gotta go light up some sage. <laughs> right. He's like, yeah, a grown ass man slept in his jeans with the light on that night. <laughs> The next night, I opened all the windows and doors, burned sage the whole house saying, get out, you're not welcome. Then I said, I'm going to walk my dog and you better be gone by the time I get back. While I was out walking Buck, I thought, damn, did I get the closet in the bathroom? So I went home and I saged a second time, Mm. hit all the rooms. As soon as I walked out of my roommate's rooms from saging, the door slammed (gasps) shut behind me. I like dropped a loaf in my pants. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's what he says. Today, Ooh, a loaf. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that terminology. That's, it's a kind loaf. of it's visceral, isn't it? It really is. Uh, today, as I am typing this at work, my roommate emails to say that he whistled for my dog, and right after he heard a mimic whistle from the steps. The good news is my dog isn't terrified, but I am. Yeah. There's a chance that I caught this on my ring cameras. Either way, the saging didn't work, and I need some help to get the ghost gone. And again. This is JB. So, um, again, well, we can't help. Yeah, he did get it on his video. We can help. We are helping. So, I have been, but like, we're not real. Like, we're not the Ghostbusters. No, but we are helping him. So, I actually reached out to multiple paranormal okay, groups good. in Maryland. So, somebody that can actually help. Yes. Him. JB is in contact with two different groups right now. Okay. And it's funny because, like, I was just hitting up lots of people because sadly, over COVID, a lot of these paranormal groups have disbanded. Right. And so, so- uh, Yes, so a lot of them weren't responding or they weren't functioning anymore, Mm -hmm. but two of them did. So now we have this awkward moment where there are two different people who are contacting JB, very eager to come in and help him. And he's like, I feel like, you know, it's kind of like dating two girls. You know, it's like, well, God, who do I go out with first? Can you you just have them both? Yeah. Um, That's what I was thinking is like, try one first mm-hmm. and it, I mean it sounds like there's enough activity yeah that they, you they, can get an answer from either one right they need like two exterminators yeah. in this house so actually they did have two different paranormal groups that came in and checked everything mm-hmm. out and it's kind of funny because they had like some audio equipment because they were trying to find EVPs right and um they did pick up like some shuffling sounds and some anomalies mm. but never anything concrete and once JB and Stu kind of like honed in on it Mm -hmm. it stopped which is actually kind of cool so awesome maybe that's something to know going forward but i still like to think that we actually helped them i agree yeah it was us yeah common denominator here is is us the two of us so if you're being haunted it's probably still a bad idea i mean really honestly (laughs) that had nothing to do with us stop selling yourself (laughs) you'll get the vacuum out I'll get the sage. I'll do my little sage dancing song that we did after we had uh, had margaritas at Los Alamos, whatever. I'll attach that video because <laughs> it was dumb as fuck. <laughs> or was it amazing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, because we haven't shared it in a while, the one thing that started, that truly launched everything for JB and Stu was the video yes. that they captured in the kitchen. So here it is one more time. No. Now. <laughs> well, where'd it come from? I heard it up there. Didn't you hear it up there? 
I still, it's funny, whenever I listen to it now, I hear the the second whistle or the third whistle because yeah. people have talked about there's a third whistle right. and I never heard it. But when I listen back this time, I'm you like- You did hear it? I do hear it. It's so weird. It's so strange. Guys, I just have to say, thank you so, so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, we are literally a podcast of other people's stories. So if it wasn't for you and the stories that you have submitted, we would be nothing. So thank you. It's amazing to me that every single year we say, hey, send us some stories. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the year, we are left with this pile of amazing stuff that's like, I don't even know how to choose which ones are the right. best because they're all so great. So thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, at this time, we got to get that ball rolling for 2023. You know what that means. <laughs> send us your stories. We love them recorded, video, audio, however you want to send them. We even love emails. Podcast at gmail.com. We need the stories. Bigfoot, UFO, glitch in the matrix, weird shit, crazy stuff you saw on the side of the road. Just that moment that you were like, what the f*** was that? We want to hear all about it. Hauntedayofpodcast at gmail.com because coming February 3rd, (gasps) it's season nine of Haunted AF. And don't forget to subscribe to Haunted AF on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TikTok. You can even contact us directly through our website, hauntedaf.com. Gotta say thanks to Andrew Mamalika and Travis Vance for the Haunted AF theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters. Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. 